0: have you ever thought about how a simple invitation that somebody gave you to go somewhere or do something or meet somebody who ended up changing your life for forever like almost everything significant that's happened to me has happened because somebody invited me to do something invitations that led me to experience things that were significant in my life or to meet people who became really important to me invitations to Places or into relationships that helped me grow as a person, invitation to places or into relationships that helped me grow as a Christian. Just about everything significant that has happened to me has happened because of an invitation. I got to witness one of the greatest basketball games I ever saw between Carolina and Duke from the fourth row behind the bench because a friend invited us to wait in line with him to get tickets. I was invited to a picnic in college where I ended up meeting my future wife and it changed my life forever. I wouldn't be living where I live or doing what I do. I wouldn't have had the kids that I have if I hadn't said, sure, I'll go to that freshman picnic. Sounds like fun and I really have nothing else to do. A group of guys kept knocking on my door in college to invite me to play basketball and then to come to a Bible study. And I finally said yes, and God used that group of friends to point my life in a totally different direction and it changed my life forever. My relationship with God changed because of people around me inviting me to do things and to attend things and to be a part of things and to step into closer, Friendships, and then I bet for you, you have similar stories that you could tell too about how responding to a simple invitation to go somewhere or to see something or to attend an event or go to a camp or attend a concert, it changed your life forever. You just didn't know that it was going to do that at the time. And that's the thing, invitations are simple, aren't they? They're not usually profound. It's not, hey, I want you to come to this picnic with me because if you do, it's gonna change your life forever and in 30 years, you're gonna be talking about how significant this was to you, but man, if you miss it, well, like your life is gonna be terrible. It's not like that, nobody is thinking that. It's just a picnic, it's just a concert, it's just a blind date, it's just a church service, it's just a Bible study, it's just coffee, right? And invitations are simple, but they can be so powerful. We've called this series Do For One because we often get overwhelmed with the feeling that we have to do everything for everyone. And when you feel like you do have to do everything for everyone because there's so many different needs out there, when you feel like that, you often get paralyzed and you don't do anything for anyone. God doesn't want us to ignore the problems that are out there. And so we've been talking about what it looks like to to do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. And so today, to tie up this series, I want to to you for a few minutes about the power of an invitation because the the one in front of you, the person that God has put in front of you or nudged you toward, the one that you can do something for, the, the one who's not everyone, but is the someone that God has led you to, often what they need is a simple invitation because we know, we've just said this, that saying no to an invitation, it just shuts a door to future possibilities, to ways your life might change, to, to even what God might do. Saying no shuts that door. But saying yes, it's powerful because it, it leaves the door open to what my, God might, just might wanna do in your life. There's a story that John included in the Bible when he wrote his gospel that I'm so glad that they did because it's a story about the power of an invitation. It's a story about doing for one what you wish you could do for everyone. It's a story of, of one friend extending an invitation to another friend. The first person that we meet in the book of John was a guy named John the Baptist. This was a different John His whole message was, you better prepare yourselves because there's a guy coming who is the Messiah, God's chosen one, so be prepared. And some people began to follow this John called John the Baptist. One day Jesus walks by and John says, there he is. That's the guy I'm talking about right there. And so two of his disciples get up and they immediately start following Jesus. And Jesus notices a couple guys behind him that are following him and he turns around and he says what probably all of us would say if somebody was just following you, what do you want? He turns around, he says, what do you want? And they said to him, rabbi, he means teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus responds with what seems like a simple and innocent invitation, but it's one that when they look back, they realize that this simple invitation changed their lives forever. Jesus just says, come, and you'll see. They go where he was staying, and they spent the day with him, just just hanging out like just being together with Jesus. And here's where the story picks up. It says that Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and to tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and he said, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day Jesus, of Israel and Jesus said, you believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree, you will see greater things than that. He then added very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Now I wanna ask you two questions and then I wanna give you a statement today and invite you to live by a, two questions and a statement to consider adopting today. And the first of those two questions is this, Are you following Jesus? Are you following Jesus? This is not something that you can be grandfathered into. It's not something that, well, you know, because my parents were were Christians, I grew up going to church, or because my wife does, or my brother does, or, or, or my husband does, that's not how this works. Following Jesus doesn't work by osmosis, right? Where, where it just kinda leaks from one person into, onto another. This is a conscious decision that you have to make. Are you following Jesus? Good news is that all it takes from you is a yes. Doesn't take getting yourself together. Like nobody can do that. It doesn't take proving anything to anybody. It doesn't take overcoming that sin issue that no one even knows about and you're embarrassed about it. If, if you notice, Jesus only requirement of his disciples was just to follow. He said, "Come and you will See, which is the same invitation he gives to you and to me, come and you will see. And I gotta tell you this, and I feel more like this the older that I get and the longer I've been a Christian that there's so much hope in that statement for me. Come and you will see. There's so much grace in that statement. There's so much love and forgiveness. There's so much hope that Jesus speaks into me through that statement, come and you'll see. It reminds me that he gives a lot more grace to me than I give to myself that he has a lot more hope in me than I sometimes do for my own self. Come and you'll see. And then you know what the very next thing is that the followers did, like these new followers of Jesus did? They attended a next steps class, right? Where they they could learn all about what it means to follow Jesus. No. They, They went to confirmation class and learned everything about what it means to be a member of the church, which is what I had to do when I was 13. No, they didn't do that either. They went to seminary. Lord, no. They memorized Psalm 23 first. No, they didn't do that. Here's what they did. They invited someone to come with them. And it was like a natural extension of the experience with Jesus that they had. You ever had such a a strong, powerful, positive experience somewhere that you just had to tell somebody about it? Where are all my like F3 people? Right, raise your hand. F3 is a men's exercise group and the three Fs are faith, fellowship and fitness. And I know this because I have been invited many, many times to work out with you F3 people. Where are all my Disney people? Disney people love everything Disney and they will tell you why you should too. Where are all my, hey, you've got to try this brand new restaurant, people. Where are all you new restaurant people? Where are my, like, I'm from the West Coast and you haven't had a real burger until you've had In-N-Out Burger people? Like, where are those people? Where are all my, like, Whole Foods people? I don't know there's a lot of Whole Foods people out there. Where are all my Wegmans grocery store people? I know a few of you are out there and, and you people are passionate about that grocery store. Where's my Costco people at? Like, yeah, I see you raising your hand for Costco. Where are my burn boot camp people? We are brand evangelists for the things that we love. We are passionate about sharing what we've done, where we've been, where we've shopped, or what we have eaten. We love to tell people about the things that we love. And the interesting thing is that those things are really, like when you think about it, those are inconsequential things. Like, like we'd probably all agree that where I eat or where I shop or where I exercise, those are the little things in life. So let's get passionate about sharing the big stuff. Let's make the simple invitations that can end up being life-changing. I say this to our staff team at church all the time, don't say no for people. This is way bigger than, than some sales technique, but I bet if you are in sales and you do a good job, you know that, don't say no for people, like let them say no for themselves. In other words, this is the kind of thinking or attitude that says, well, they're not gonna wanna do that Gerald, if I invite them to church, they're not gonna wanna come. They're not gonna wanna do that. I don't, I'm, not gonna, so I'm just not gonna do it. To which I will say, you don't know that. You're making an assumption about what they want or don't want. And if you assume incorrectly, it could shape their lives in a particular way. If they say no, then they say no. But man, let's not say no for people, right? When I say no for people, I'm really saying, I don't think that this creation of God in front of me would want to have a relationship with the God that created them, so I'm not even gonna ask. That's what it's saying. And some of us need to change how we view the people around us. Because when you look at it that way, it's actually kinda like arrogant and cocky not to ask. Or at the very least, it's presumptuous. You're saying, I know what you're thinking already. I know what you're wanting already better than even you do. Let's get beyond that. Let's get over that. And if the first question is, hey, are you following Jesus? The second question is this, who are you bringing? Who are you bringing with you? It's the question the disciples seem to be asking immediately after their initial encounter with Jesus. Who can I tell? <coughs> Andrew walked with Jesus and they found his brother Simon who would become Peter and brought him to Jesus Philip, who walked with Jesus, and then he found his best friend, Nathaniel, and he told him, hey, come and see. Their experience with Jesus was so strong. It was so powerful that they had to tell somebody about it. Who were you bringing? With, with a simple, profound invitation, just come and see. Come and see. There's a statement that I want to challenge you to live by, especially over the next week as we head into Easter when, when people are more open to invitations to investigate spiritual things, they just are. And this statement proved over and over and over again in the early church to be true. And it is for us too. It's just this. A simple invitation can lead to a life-changing encounter. Um, One of my best friends growing up was a guy named Jeff Mock. Jeff and I played soccer together. We played a lot of football and basketball together too in our yards. We hung out. I went to his house for sleepovers and he came over To mine, he was like my best friend. And one day he asked me if I could go to a soccer camp with him in the summer. And I was like all about it. The chance to go play soccer all day long with a bunch of guys. And let's be honest, like to be away from my house, I was 12 years old, to be away from my, my brother and my parents for a week. That sounded fun. Those were my plans for that trip. God had other plans. And at the end of that week, around a campfire, I had an encounter with God that would change my life. A simple invitation can lead to a life-changing encounter. Now this is not a guilt-driven message, it's just honest. If we love people around us, don't we want the best for them? Don't we want to be a part of offering a relationship with God to them? Is inviting someone to church really that hard? Does it damage our reputation? Does that matter? If what's at stake is their eternity with God, isn't it worth it? Aren't they worth it? I just want us to raise the temperature of the invitation culture in our church. We wanna make it so natural and so normal that you're always inviting a friend. That's how a church reaches its potential. That's how a church reaches the community. It's one person who has a life-changing encounter with the real Jesus who goes and tells his friend about it because he's so excited, she's so excited that she can't possibly not say something. And when they ask you about it, it's just come and see. Now the goal for the next week is, is four on the fourth. Next week's Easter Sunday, we're turning four years old as a church. Invite four people to come with you so that they can come and see and possibly meet the Jesus who wants to change their lives forever. So who are your four? Like who are you bringing? Are you willing to risk an invitation to some people around you? A simple invitation can lead to a life-changing encounter. And the truth is this, You could be part of changing somebody's life forever. A simple invitation can lead to a life changing encounter. Who are you inviting? Are you following Jesus? Who are you for? Let me pray for us. God, It's so amazing to see what the power of an invitation can do. We see it in your scripture. We see it in these stories through the eyes of John who wrote this gospel that was preserved to us that we're so grateful for. God, I see it in my own life, the power of an invitation, the power that 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 had in my life where someone took a risk and reached out to me and invited me to do something, to be a part of something, to be a part of a community to come to church, to be in a relationship with you, God. That was all because someone else invited me. God, would you allow us to um, see people around us for who they really are, people that are deeply loved by you, and also some people that are hurting and desperately need you right now? Would you let us be conduits of your love and your grace and your mercy and your invitation? So God, right now, I want to pray for some specific people in our lives. Would you you bring some specific people into our minds, into our hearts right now that you want to encourage us to invite, either to invite by maybe sharing this message online with somebody. Maybe it's to invite somebody to just go get a cup of coffee, or maybe it's inviting them to church this next week on Easter Sunday to celebrate and to explore who you are. Don't let us hide. Don't let us be shy, God. Don't let us be worried about our reputation so much that we give up an opportunity to extend an invitation that could be life-changing for someone. Thank you, God, that you invited us. We pray this in the mighty, incredible name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.